Uh, hey, Jules. Hey, Ashley. <laughs> we don't really have a name for this. Uh, there was the uh, joking one uh, I came up with during a Let Me Tell You About Homestuck, which is uh, Cats Out of the Gabon. Cats Out of the Gabon's very good. Um, I think we may said about we may put this in the garbage feed, and I think someone said that uh, anime belongs in the garbage would, would be a good name. That's pretty good as well, yeah, because I feel like we're going to talk about more anime in the future. It's just, like, nothing too deep. Well, just we've like, already made plans, I think. Yeah, just, like, let's let's talk about these animes we think are really good. Yeah. And, of let's course, we're going to start with this one, of all things. Yeah, the best anime. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, like, fucking yeah. Like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, if... For some reason, you need not read the description or the uh, probably picture I tested this or the or the title of it. Even <laughs> we're talking about Komodo Friends. God, Is that how you say it? All right, it's Komodo Friends, right? God, Komodo Friends. <laughs> yep, Komodo Friends is a. This in twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen. Uh, I've got the Anime News Network page open in front of me. Um. Sorry, okay. I do like the way they phrase, like, um, what gear things come out as vintage, so now I'm just thinking, Komodo Friends, a fine vintage of 2017. Yeah. Yeah, God. Vintage Komodo Friends. Vintage, yeah. <laughs> From park to table, Komodo Friends. Hmm, good year, good year. Okay. <laughs> this is... This is the smell of a strong friend. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate this now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, this came out in January uh, this year and ended in March. Yeah, that, not that long. Well, I guess makes sense, but... Yeah, some shows, uh, depending on, like, source material and popularity, like, start off with only 12 or 13 episodes, and so did this one, because... <laughs> Yeah, Ashley, you want to talk about the history of how this fucking show came to be? Yeah, so this show, it was originally based on a uh, smartphone game uh, that was launched in Japan in March 2015 and then went, uh, ceased being a, a thing in December 14th, 2016, uh, observant people may notice that the anime came after the game had been shut down. Yeah. <laughs> you would be right. <laughs> that's, that's so fucked up. Uh, and this anime was made by ten people over the course of five hundred days. Yeah, like I, I regularly go to Anime News Network just because it's fun looking up for me at least, uh, animators and, like, directors and s of stuff, as well as studios. And even smaller productions have, like, a bunch of people on every aspect. Uh, not this show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do, I want to note that, uh, the reception of the anime was originally super bad. Which is fair. Uh, and one, <laughs> one critic saying that he turned it off mid, uh, Mid-first episode. Yeah. Oh, he missed out on Which, the... He missed out on that little bit at the end, though. Yeah. Um, but eventually, it got 
uh, super big. The first episode was put up on Nico Nico Doga uh, and got over 5 million views. So fucking absurd. <laughs> uh, and it's become the second most watched anime episode on the website. God, it, uh, fuck. Uh, the only one topping it is one called Is This Order a Rabbit, which I have never heard of before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but head of shows like Attack on Titan suck it. Fuck you, Attack on Titan. <laughs> like, seriously, like... <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah, seriously, fuck Attack on Titan. Yeah, seriously, fuck Attack on Titan. Just, oh, God. <laughs> I feel like that's a whole other episode of this. Oh, oh, d- d- yeah, don't get me started. Don't activate me on this. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... Yeah, the, it, this is really the sh- the little show that shouldn't. It really shouldn't have. Like, uh, should we talk about what the actual show is about for those who don't know? Yes, we should. Yeah. Yes, we should. I, so, for folks out there who have... It's kind of hard to avoid Komodo Friends. Like, if you follow any queer or trans... Women on the internet. Just gonna put that out there, like. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for for sure. Yeah. Uh. Even like within the anime community, this this shows a weird thing. Like, it. I've like followed some anime critics, and like some of them just never talk about this actual sensation. So, <laughs> and funnily enough, all of those critics are a lot of like mostly white cis head dudes. Go figure. Um. So, this show is about uh, a young girl wakes up in the middle of a savanna with no memory of who she is or what she is, and then she runs into ostensibly a serval-themed cat girl who is just named Serval, and yeah, <laughs> Serval asks her what her name is, of course she has no clue, and... She tries to determine what kind of friend she is. A uh, friend with a capital F there. And Yeah, and in English in the uh Yep. And in the original Japanese. Yeah, cuz like, you know, friend or any other like similar term would just be like uh, uh nakama, but she just actually calls her friend. And the only like defining trait to Serval is that this girl was a backpack. And so she just calls her bag in Japanese, which is kaban. So, and from there on, it just becomes a case of, okay, well, you don't know what you are. Let's take you to the library because this isn't a savanna. Well, this is all savanna. This is part of an enormous park full of animal girls. And there's a library that will answer all of your questions as to who you are and what you are. Which already... What the fuck? <laughs> and it, yeah, it just the show is essentially their adventures through every different zone in the park, along with I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. Their robot cat buddy named <laughs> named Lucky Beast, aka Boss, who doesn't respond to any of the anim- animal girls, uh, animal girlfriends but only responds to Gabon, which again implies a lot, and Boss just keeps t- 
talking about this park as if it's a functional, like, amusement park slash zoo. Yeah, it is... There's a lot of stuff where, at the, especially at the beginning, you're just like, okay, I guess I'll just accept this. This is... Sometimes the way I've described the show is, hey, what if the first episode of Dora the Explorer was Dora, like, finding Mappy? Like... Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and, like, they're not like, oh, that's weird that there's, like, a, a talking map. It's like, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. It's like, oh, okay. Or, yeah, and just... God, and... <laughs> I think the thing that really... Because... I kind of knew what the show was about. I knew it was a weird thing and, you know, really popular for whatever reason. I just didn't think to really dive deeper into it. But then you mentioned something to me that made me have to go investigate it, which was the fact that not only is this a weird, like, amusement park full of animal girls where there are no other human beings, but there are also slimes. That eat the animal curls. <laughs> they just roam around. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just another thing where it's like, oh, that's a cerulean. Like, watch out for them. And, like, it, it's like, okay, then. And like, what? <laughs> yeah, at one point, like, Caban just goes, oh, are they also friends? And Serval's just like, no, they'll eat you. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and then we, we don't see it. But at the end of the first episode, we hear a Cerulean attack happen, and a woman just screams off screen. <laughs> and then you, well, we'll get into that later. From what, from what we see, at least for most of the show, you never see that woman again. Yeah, well, actually, no, you never see that woman again. Yep, yep. And like already in the first episode, the show gets more fucking weird uh, as you go along. Um, I've heard people describe it as the Dark Souls of anime just because, as I phrase it, yeah, it, you kind of assume what it is from the get-go on the surface level, but actually there's like a million layers deeper to it that make it so much weirder and more unique, because, like... Like, to me, what I have seen people, and I think there's a good uh, analogy, or like, you know, a connection to make, is uh, it's kind of like Adventure Time. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Where Adventure Time would just be like, oh yeah, the Mushroom War, and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, wait, and then, then you, like, pause the Adventure Time opening at the start, and it's like, oh, that's just, like, an unexploded nuclear bomb. Oh, okay. Oh, and, like, for all these characters, like, it's a thing where it's, for most of these characters, all of this stuff is just normal already, and it's just, so they don't spend a lot of time describing what it is to you. Even though they do have a good... They do do some of that, and, you know, Boss helps with that, and the fact that Caban ha- has amnesia definitely helps with that. Yeah. And but a lot of it is just like, it's just oh, yeah, no, we're not going to describe what a friend is because that's so obvious. And then when you eventually do kind of find out what makes up a friend... <laughs> fucking blows your mind. And yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I, like, I was putting it together myself, but, like, oh, shit. And... Just little things like, oh, uh, boss just says, oh, you want to go to the library? Well, uh, the quickest way there is by bus. And, like, the friend's like, what the fuck's a bus? And even Caban doesn't know what that is. And then boss like, oh, the nearest bus should be here. They go to it, and it's this rusted old, like, rusted out piece of, like, junk. It's like, 
what the fuck happened here? And like, there are no more roads and bridges and that kind of messes with boss. Like whenever they hit a point where like, oh, there should be like a pathway here because this is obviously an amusement park, but it's so dilapidated that it's no longer in use. That just kind of makes boss as a robot freeze over because <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to it. Yeah, like, the first episode, all you see is the savannah. Yep. And so it's, like, at first you think, oh, like, this is just, like, a weird savannah part. Like, savannah that she, like, woke up in. And then at the end of the episode, you get, like, this giant gate, and then they're immediately in a forest. Yep. And then they immediately get, like, a map of it, and then they immediately find boss. And it's, like, wait. Yeah. What? Yeah, there's that part where you see the map of the savannah, which is, like, a rusted-out amusement park big like board map and then so when we describe the friends as like you know animal girls it's like anime styles and like okay they're basically just like human girls but like animal ears and stuff and like animal themed Mm -hmm. hair and print clothing clothes like they have hands which are treated like Mm -hmm. claws but they find this map and then like Kaban just takes out one of the pamphlet maps from the container nearby that's got a lid on it and so it was like how did you do that She's like, what? It's like, yeah, how? I can't get to that. And she just starts pouring at the thing like an actual animal. <laughs> like, she doesn't realize she has literal hands with opposable thumbs. Like, yeah, like, it, it becomes super, pretty obvious. Like, they don't explicitly say it, but it becomes pretty obvious, at least from the first episode, that, oh, these just aren't, like, you know, animal-themed girls. Yeah, they, these were animals. Yeah, they seem to still have the mentality of animals. And, and oh, one that goes like a lot of way to actually making the characters like really cute and not like come across as kind of just creepy. Yeah, like, like it's not like that. Like, oh, you know, like I like you know got my it. Even though I've like said that the show is like always on the brink of being horny, like you said, at the drop of a hat, it could become horny. Uh, but like, Sorval being an actual like cat, like it makes her really cute. Yeah, like all of her like being really inquisitive, or uh, you know, like all of her like getting, like, super excited about stuff. Like, it makes it like, oh, it's because she's a cat. There's only, like, one character whose personality is actually horny, and even then, that's in good humor, and it's not actually creepy. (laughs) Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, like, also, kind of a weird thing when you've got a show full of anime animal girls who... You know, to some extent, do wear, like, pretty skimpy outfits, but also, none of them are actually sexualized. Yeah, it's... There aren't any, like, shots that are, like, you know, really... uh, Like, another show, like, in this show, like, it still, like, feels childlike. Yeah, like, I honestly wouldn't have an issue with, like, kids watching this. Like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. It's a weird show, but, like, whatever. Uh, like, I, like, I, to kind of contrast against it, like, I watched at least the first episode of Flip Flappers, and I, that's all I've watched of it, which, so sorry if, like, I've, I've heard, you know, people, like, 
differing opinions on it going forward, but this is just my opinion from the first episode, is that's a show that has a lot of like childlike wonderment and whimsy and all of that, and it feels very much, you know, like a storybook, but like also there's panty shops. Yeah. And, like, there's none of that in, like, when we see the penguins later, like, they've got skimpy kind of outfits, but it's not like there's, like, really focused shots of... There's not a single goddamn butt shot. No. Like, there's no boob jiggle in this anime. Yeah, well, I don't think they can afford (laughs) I was gonna say, actually, maybe that's one of those things where... Uh, yeah, for a little bit more production backstory, this thing is an entirely 3D animation, so that may throw you off when you first watch it. But yeah, maybe that yeah. actually <laughs> helped them not make it too weird and, and the creepy. animation is not great. No, it really isn't. <laughs> it, it's something that I think you either learn to accept as part of the charm of the show, mm-hmm. or it's just going to be like an unsayable hump for you. Oh, the biggest example of this is in the opening you see the bus that they ride in for the majority of the show, and in for the first six episodes of this 12-episode series, in the opening, they did not have the budget to animate the wheel spinning. Yeah, that, like, that was like a, we'll get back to that. Like, it, it spins in the show, that's okay, that's the most important thing, but in the opening, it's like, wait a second, <laughs> they're just clicking and dragging this bus along the screen. <laughs> uh, it's... In the first episode, I think we also get our first mention of Sandstar. Oh, fuck, right. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's another, like, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, hold, wait, wait. What the fuck? Yeah, it's just... Yes. Sandstar, I think the first time we see it is just, uh, like, glittery bits along, like, the ground... Right, well, we do get a shot of the mountain where it comes from. Yeah, which is, like, super far away. Yeah. And it's got, like, this, like, giant, like, crystal growth on it. Yeah. Um, someone once described it as looking like Energon cubes are growing outside of this mountain. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, you get the first mention of it in the uh, episode when Serval asks Oh, you must be from uh, the latest Stans- uh, Sandstar eruption. Like, what? <laughs> like, hold on. What? Again, they they never explain that. They just carry along, and yeah, it's status quo for everyone in this world. But Caban, yeah, and Caban isn't the most inquisitive person. No, again, it it, it helps the fact that she's like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, uh, the biggest part of Caban's personality is her saying "sugoi," which is Japanese for awesome, at everything. <laughs> Well, her and Serval. Oh, that's what I was talking about, Serval, specifically. Yeah. Caban is just, like... <laughs> Caban, Caban is, is just like, yeah! <laughs> yeah. Like, she has no that's choice nice. but to accept what's going on. Uh, her, her, Caban's catchphrase is, please don't eat me. Which, I mean, when you're in a land full of anime girls... So she's just not into Vore. <laughs> Good. She's pure then. Good. I do like I'm on the Wikipedia page. Like the cover art for uh, Kimono Friends does not have any does not have Caban on it. Yeah, which is weird. <laughs> <gasps> 
Because, like, uh, it, it's one of those things where in, like, these sorts of fantasy-esque anime, you have, like, the kind of stock standard, um, like, stand- yeah, normal person who's basically the audience stand-in, and they're usually just not the interesting character amongst the rest of the cast, who are, like, wild and weird and fantastical. Caban's actually a really good character. <laughs> yeah. Um, her arc is actually really interesting. Yeah, because it's like, oh, I don't know what I am or who I am, and everyone in this world seems to have a skill, and I don't seem to have any until it becomes clear that her skill is, like, manual dexterity and the ability to think through problems and the ability to, like, (laughs) talk things out. Yeah. Um... We're still in the first episode. Yeah, like, we've talked about overarching stuff, but man, like, because I still, uh, there's, most people have probably seen this comic floating around of, like, someone watching the first, like, three episodes of Komodo Friends and going, oh, this is cute, this is cute, this is cute, and by, like, the end of the fourth, they go, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this is all I can think about yeah. now. I think the uh, fourth episode is when... Uh, I, I always forget the snake. Oh, uh, Suchinoko. Suchinoko. I believe that is when uh, Suchinoko shows up. Yep, and then... And oh. that is when we get, like, the most apparent of, like... Oh, this was an amusement park. Yeah, because they... And, yeah. oh, this is for sure abandoned. Because... Yeah, like, we meet her, and she lives in, like, an underground, like, maze, and when they get stuck in there, like, a pre-recorded announcer comes on, saying, oh, you gotta solve the maze to get out, and all the exits are somehow blocked by, like, volcanic rock, (laughs) and, like, it's full of ceruleans, and in the end, like, they get out, and everything is fine, and then... Throughout it, like, Tsujinoko's, like, looking at Kaban really weirdly, and then at the end of the episode, like, she's saying goodbye to her and Serval and Boss as they drive off, and she just quietly goes to herself, oh, so they weren't all annihilated. <laughs> Smash cut to the ending credits, which I forgot to mention, <laughs> is a fucking black and white montage of photos of abandoned amusement parks around the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Chernobyl, like the Ferris wheel from Chernobyl's in there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Oh god. <laughs> it's like ah. Uh, I don't think um, from there on the show really lets up on that because I think that was the first no. like now fuck it like. <laughs> um. And also, I, I can't believe we've gotten this far into this without just... Especially me, d- saying how fucking good the character design in this show is. Yeah, it's actually really good. Um, I keep forgetting the person's name behind that. Uh, it's the same person... It's the guy who made uh, Sergeant Frog. Uh, mine, uh, Yoshizaki. Yes, that's right. But yeah, like... The Sergeant Frog characters were in the original mobile game, weren't they? Yes. And we'll, we'll get back to you on that, folks. But there's <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we gotta get we gotta actually talk about the rest of this show first. <laughs> yeah, it's 
Fuck. Because... Um, yeah, it's just... It's really something. Because <laughs> it's one of those things where, oh, you know, like... At first you think, oh, a lot of the actual, like, gay stuff can be implied with it being an island full of animal girls and stuff. But then again, episode five uh, is all about them meeting Beaver and Prairie Dog, and... <laughs> already... Yeah, the- uh, the... Oh, God. <laughs> Just... I, I, I can't say that Beaver and Prairie Dog is subtext. It's not, because... First of all, Prairie Dog greets everyone by kissing them. Like, on the lips. And it is not, like... Everyone is like, whoa. Yeah, like, everyone's like, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> this isn't normal to most people. To most friends. To most friends, yes. And then... The whole deal's that. Beaver wants to build a house, but is way too anxious about, like, getting the design right and making differences and and changing the plans. And Prairie Dog is very much just, like... She she wants to build a house, but she is too quick to act. Yep. And, like, she just dives right into the ground, but then gets stuck all the time and nearly, like, fucking dies from suffocation all the time. That is... that is kind of horny. Yeah. I mean, yeah... But it's also, like, no, it doesn't feel gross. It's also it, hilarious. Yeah, that's the thing as well. Like, it bounces out with being, oh, that's actually really fucking funny. Because <laughs> then she'd be like, no, I'm good. And then it just will cut to, like, her, like, just legs sticking out of the ground with her, and, like, flailing around. Yep. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'll never make that mistake again. <laughs> Narita's voice, she did. <laughs> and then the episode ends with those two building a house and living in it together and just being a couple. Yeah. Like, uh, each episode introduces, uh, two new characters that are are paired together, like, in the show. Yep. So it makes it very easy. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. And then we've got planes where we get Lion and Moose. Oh, yeah, no, um. <laughs> like, I would say, like, the majority of the episodes, like, for, like, the first kind of half of the show are good. Mm-hmm. But it's not like they're... They don't go into the deepest lore. No. <laughs> like, it's probably with the library where we start, like, getting into it. It's probably, like, yeah, around uh, the planes and library episodes because that's when someone else brings up the idea of there being human beings. Yeah, uh, Shoebill. Fan favorite. God bless Shoebill. Be- best girl. <laughs> She's, she's a pretty, there's a lot of best girls in this. Yeah, it's kind of actually hard to, they're all best girls, fuck it. Yeah, it's like a My Hero Academia situation. Yep. The, it's just they made a cast full of best. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then like, also, but even then, like during the first six episodes, you start getting a subplot about like, these two other friends, Raccoon and uh, Phoenix Fox trying to track down Caban, like, like, oh, you know, she stole this from me. She's gonna ruin the park. Oh, but the interesting thing is, Raccoon refers to her as this thief, but as they, like, in their tr- as they make their way across the park following their footsteps, Raccoon starts hearing all these stories about Caban and starts, like, idolizing Caban and separates the two in her mind. Yes. 
Which is pretty great, because she's like, oh, this caban sounds wonderful. Now time to catch that thief that will, that will destroy the park. It's like, wait, hold on, no. Wait. Hold on. And Fennec Fox is just like, yeah, she's kind of like this. And then, yeah, because by the end of... So, Planes also introduces the thing where... We see, we meet Lion and Moose, who respectively, you know, as the designs dictate, have a mane and antlers, but manes and antlers are for the male members of the yeah. species, which, and then I think, I don't know if it's in that episode or if we get it later on when it's just, like, yeah, it's, I don't think it's actually really it, touched upon, really, like, it's just like, hold on, I think they used to be... <laughs> A male lion and a male moose who got touched by the sandstar and got turned into friends, and they're just animal girls now. Yeah, so we, we kind of talked about it, yeah, but it, when you're touched by the sandstar and you're an animal, you get, or just even a piece of an animal. I think that actually, uh, that kind of blew my mind when they didn't say just animal, they said when it touches an animal or, like, remains of an animal. Like, what? <laughs> and the Ceruleans are what happens when Sansa touches, like, inorganic life. So, like, you know, just junk. Yeah. Oh, God. And, yeah, and then we get the library where we finally meet the professor and her assistant. Who are two owls. Uh, who are two owls, which is, yeah, that's Perfect. slam dunk right there. Yeah, uh-huh. Like, I remember, like, you were texting me, like, who are the, who's the professor? Yeah, it's like, what the and fuck? Like, they keep mentioning, like, oh, all these friends are going, like, oh, yeah, the professor helped me with this. Like, who, what? Who? <laughs> like, <laughs> turns out, who indeed? Who? <laughs> and, yeah, that, that ends, like, at first it's Shoebill who brings up, like, hey, are you a human? Like, you're not really an animal. And then the professors basically confirm this and say, like, oh, yeah, there are no humans in this park. Yeah, like, they, like, because they, they make her go through this, like, whole cooking thing. And, like, the time time was like, well, if she's a human, then she can read and then she can cook for us. Yeah, which means, hmm, we can finally try curry. <laughs> and then they're like, no, this is this is hot. This is bullshit. What the fuck did you make? Actually, this is great. Yeah. Oh god, it's spicy. I hate this. I can't stop eating it. <laughs> and then, yeah, they basically say like, "Oh yeah, there were humans, but like, I think they all left via the ocean." Which again also makes you go, "Wait, is this an island?" Yeah. It's like, whoa. <laughs> this is. Like every time you and... think you finally figured out the twist of the show, no, nah, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, you were originally like, this is on another planet, like, it's, and Caban was, like, sent to, like, you know, investigate this planet, it was, like, some Jurassic Park kind of shit, where, like, they returned after the park went wild. <laughs> like, I was right, but in a whole different way, which is weird, because we'll get to that as well. Oh, God, and then, that's right, and then we finally get to meet, um... PPP. <laughs> uh, which we've been seeing the entire time through the next time ons. Yeah, the next time ons are really cute because it's just like cardboard 
cutouts on like popsicle sticks of these penguin girls as like an idol group just discussing what will happen in the next episode. And then we like finally yeah. get to meet them in the next one after the library. And yeah, penguin idol group, fucking dope. It's really cool. Fucking dope. They sing a song about not being able to fly, but they can fly in their hearts. Yep. <laughs> and then just... <laughs> and then we also meet in the episode Margay. Margay. I Fo- love... Unsurprisingly, <laughs> I love Margay. Folks, uh, no, like, prizes for... If you can guess the whole deal with Margay. You know, the animal that actually has the word gay in it. Come on. It's pretty... Cl- yeah, it's... <laughs> Margay's just a big gay. That, that's actually uh, another thing we forgot to mention, that they do incorporate the traits of the actual animal animals these friends are based off of in, like, fun ways. Yeah. Like, so with Margay, it- uh, as a, in real life, Margay's can, like, imitate other animals' calls. In this, she's such a fangirl of Triple P that she has all their, like, quotes and personalities down to a T, and she can recite their lines. Yeah. Uh, another good one is, like, Sandcat. Oh, yeah. Because she can, uh, f- like, fluctuate her body temperature as a, you know, as the animal. So she runs hot and cold on subjects. Yeah, so she'd be like, oh, that's really cool. And then once her, like, curiosity's satisfied, she's like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, like, okay, I'm walking away now. Yeah, like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, they find an underground, like, tunnel, like, a highway, basically. Like, basically, like, the tunnels underneath Disney World. Yeah! <laughs> and then they're just like, and she's like, they're like, oh, wow, I wonder what this is. And she's like, my curiosity is sated. Yeah. Good night. Yeah, she's like, bye, have fun with these tunnels. I don't know what they are, but I don't care anymore. Oh, uh, and then, yeah, and then it's Triple P who ends up. I think also Triple P is also when we learn that, like, we learn, like, oh, yeah, the previous generations of PPP. Yes! All right, like, yeah, what the fuck? So. And it's like, wait, what? Like, this has been going on long enough where there are different generations? Yeah, and, like, so all of the members of PPP are different, like, breeds of penguins um and then <laughs> yeah Margay mentions that like oh yeah the previous generation uh was only like you know like four uh like you know four members in the previous generation only three members before that i was like wait like how how do gener- it's implied that like that 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 is not common knowledge yeah like, because the other PPP members were like, oh, huh, I never know that. And they were like, yeah, like, I read at the library. Yeah, and, like, no one else knows. And then also begs the question, what the fuck happened to those previous generations? Yeah. Because we only see one friend for each animal species and breed. Yeah. Like, oh, God. Yeah, like, it, it is assumed that, like, oh, yeah, there'd just be one breed for, you know, like, one friend for one breed. Yeah. But nope. Apparently not. Apparently not. And, like, we don't know what happened to the previous ones. Like, it, again, they don't mention that because that's not the weird thing. The weird thing is that, like, the previous generation just didn't have a princess uh, penguin member. Yeah. God. 
This show also yeah. will throw you curveballs in ways you don't expect, because then we also get the whole snow mountain thing, which the cold open to that episode is kind of fucked up. Oh, it's super fucked up. It's, it's like it's meant to look really fucked up. Yep, because it's just like I can't remember who is like, but one of them is one of them out of uh, Kabat and Serval is just like dying in the cold wasteland while the other is like cradling their body, <laughs> and then I, I think it's Serval is dying, Kaban is cradling. That's her. right. And then we see in the episode. Oh no, that was just not a big deal. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was just comp- it was just server whining. <laughs> like, God, and that's also when we get um, uh, the two other foxes as well. Oh yeah, silver the... fox and is a red fox. Yeah, I... which uh, silver fox is like a mutation of is a red fox. Yeah, and another weird thing. So they all op- <laughs> they keep mentioning they operate. A hot springs. Again, what what the fuck? Um, well, yeah, so in the third episode, that's when we get I, uh, Iris. And she's like the first one, like, oh, yeah, when I was an animal. Yeah, that's right. And this... <laughs> like, that's like kind of like the first, like, wait a minute. Yeah, I was hold like, up. yeah, whatever. It's like, hold on. And then she flies uh, And then Alpaca... Mm-hmm. Yeah. We find Alpaca who has a cat running a cafe. But it's... Like she says she's never got any customers, and it's the cafe was obviously built before, like when the park was new. Yeah, because there's also like um, a cable car system, like up a ba- to it. Yeah, and like a place to like charge a battery, which none of the friends know what a battery is. Yeah, they they have no fucking clue. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it is like these friends are taking up things that. Were, was le- were left behind. Yeah. Uh, which leads to, uh, I think, Izzo Red Fox, she plays arcade games. Yeah, which, it's like, wait, what? <laughs> God. And, yeah, that's also, so, when they actually do fix the problem with the hot springs and get it working again, and they all hop in, relax, Caban's not, like, in the water, and they go, oh, why don't you jump in? And she goes, this kind of feels like the thing you take your clothes off for, and they go, wait, what are clothes? And Caban's like, you know, this stuff. And she pulls it like the collar of her t-shirt, and all the friends go, oh, are these clothes? Can we take them off? Yeah. <laughs> Which, A, that's like another snippet of like horniness, but you never see it on screen. It's just like Caban, like, you know, embarrassed and covering her eyes and stuff. But also, wait, they never knew they were wearing actual clothes? <laughs> Yeah, they were just formed with it, which I, I think we've, I've told you about. This is one of my favorite bits of behind the scenesness. Oh yeah, yep. Because uh, sometimes the uh, tails of the characters will clip through, the skirts that they're wearing. Yep. Or whatever clothes they're wearing. And uh, they have specifically said that the, uh, when the, uh, I keep on saying Sinistar, but that's not uh, it. Uh, kimono plasm or Sandstar. Sandstar. Yeah. When the Sandstar makes it the, uh, like, matter that's making up the clothes is less than the matter that's making up the body, and the body can uh, count, the tail counts as body. Yep. So sometimes uh, the tail overpowers the clothes and goes through. Yep. (laughs) 
It's really dumb. But it's I beautiful. Love it now. Yeah, no, I'm really into it. God, and then just yeah, that was. Uh, it's almost nearly every episode, every episode. It ends with something that makes me go, "Wait, what the fuck?" They know how to get you hooked. They know how to keep you coming back. Yeah, and then after that we get Lodge, which is when they just go, hey, how about we go, like, ten layers deeper on this story? How about we become Bioshock? Because <laughs> at this point, I think I had uh, gone ahead of you uh, with watching the episodes, yeah. and then I was like, Ashley, you, d- you, you don't understand. Like, <laughs> yeah, So... Every so often, boss will, like, find something, like the bus or the, uh, the labyrinth, and will talk in a different voice. Yeah, and, and he also seems to respond easy, to, like, like, the feather in Caban's hat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in that episode, we find out that it is sending out... Like, it sends out a hologram, which people think is a ghost at first. Yeah. Uh, that episode also induces Wolf, which I love Wolf. Oh, Wolf is so good. Wolf is my favorite friend just because... <laughs> uh, she's a she, horror she manga, manga author and yeah. artist. And instead of crying Wolf, she just tells really absurd stories to make people believe them. And then she go, nah, I'm just joking. <laughs> Which leads to when she eventually uh, does experience the ghost. Yep. No one believes her. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and then she becomes um, friends with the great detective giraffe. Who's such a shitty detective, who's but I love her. such a shitty detective. <laughs> she's trying her best. Oh, she's trying so hard. Yeah, I guess this is where we would, I probably would say, like, spoilers. Like, yeah. real ass... Like, not, you know, something that you may have heard before this, or, you know, you can kind of gleam from the first couple episodes. These are some real-ass spoilers. Yep. For, like, the whole history behind the park, for, like, where it ends up, and what happens at the very end of the series. Because, yeah, halfway through episode 10 is, like, the end game, the start of it. Yes. Um, I forgot what her name is. Oh, um, the previous, uh, park ranger? Yeah. Yeah, Mirai. Mirai. Which means future. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Hold on a fucking second. <laughs> Lucky Boss is voiced by Mirai. Yeah. Who also voices Caban, which is pretty, pretty good. <laughs> like, I didn't tell that. Yeah, okay. Oh, she did Love Five, also. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. She plays. Katori, like, that was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Good voice actress. Well, yeah, okay, so just briefly as well, um, to go into it, yeah, kind of weird, because you're, you're right that a lot of uh, the voice actors in this show are, like, amateurs or just getting start, like, starting out in the industry. <laughs> Couple them, uh, yeah, like, the voice for Kaban, no, she's done some stuff. Um, the voice for Suchinoko, she's definitely been around. Um, for those of you who watch other shows, she's been in, like... She's been in, like, some episodes of Bleach and other things, and Attack on Titan, and she's also been in, most recently, um, Blood Blockade Battlefront as well, as, uh... <laughs> as a really badass werewolf, uh... Like, 
intelligence agent called Chain who has the power to just disappear. She's fucking rad. But um, I I really like uh, her voice for. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And then found out <laughs> this is gonna really lend credence to uh, Lion and Moose as a couple. Both their voice actors both have the first name Mariko. <laughs> great. Great, great, okay, great. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah, uh, the voice for Lion? Also, vo- have you... You've seen Nichijou, I'm guessing. Yeah. She voices Yuko. Huh. <laughs> right? <laughs> huh. Yeah, r- right? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Wouldn't have been able to tell. Like, nope. Because Lion's whole deal, uh, folks, is that she basically like alternates between a very like deep and menacing voice and like a very cutesy, high pitched voice. It is like the joke is putting how lions are treated, like are presented in a lot of media. Mm-hmm. And then how lions are actually kind of just lazy. Yeah, they're just big, lazy cats. Um, but yeah, no, it's... God, lion's so good. Lion's really good. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we see uh, Mirai. Yep. And uh, she is... Worked at the park when it was still operational. Because episode four, we get something they mentioned, uh, boss, as Morai mentions, oh, or you can, you know, have a fun day with both friends and animals. Yeah, again, they very clearly differentiate the two. Yeah. And so, like, it's not like there's a nuclear fucking war and then, like, the friends are, like, mutations. Yeah, this was pretty much a Jurassic Park like, incident, in a way. Yeah, where they found a way, like, basically, like, kind of through accident, found a way where they could make, basically, anime girls, you know, <laughs> you know, various animal girls. Yeah. I mean... And... <laughs> and then, in the video that they're showing, Serval shows up. Yep, a completely different Serval! Yeah, which, uh, there's a cool bit of bit where uh so Mirai is the main character of the uh game mm-hmm. that this was based on and that serval is voiced by the serval that is in the video game yep yeah which is really deep lore that they do not uh have to have yeah and also this establishes that the game is canon and part of the timeline and happened before the anime yeah, like, it is, rather than just make, like, because at this point there was a, both a manga and a, uh, you know, the game, and they decided to make a third thing. Yeah, because it was, like, case like, where the that, manga also came out in, like, July 2015. It ended around the same time as the anime, which is wild. I'm still working through it. It's surprisingly good. Um, Again, surprisingly good from this weird mobile game about animal girls. And, yeah, that the manga is also part of the timeline and takes place in between the game and the anime, while the park is still functional. 
Yeah. We'll get into uh, that because, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because that's a whole other thing. Uh, so episode 11, like, so Caban is real, is finding out that the last time anyone has seen humans is that they were at the dock. Yep. And there's, like, a weird thing of, like, well, wherever humans are, Cerulean, Cerulean show up. And so, like, we kind of don't trust humans that much. Right. Because they seem to bring Ceruleans wherever they go. Yeah. And then... And, like, it's the thing... Yeah. And, like, there's a little bit of, like, well... So a lot of more... I have seen a lot more Ceruleans in the time of no Caban, you know. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, well, well, I just never left. Yeah, exactly. And then episode 11, they meet the Cerulean Hunters. Yes! Who are Golden um, Stubdose Monkey, uh, African Wild Dog, and Brown Bear. Ah, oh, Brown Bear. Brown Bear's so good. Oh, of course, Brown Bear's really good. She just has a, like, in an, all the animals that attack just have a staff with, like, whatever their, how they would attack as an animal. Yeah. Uh, and so, like, Moose, like, you know, has, like, a staff with two antlers on it. Uh, you know... Like, some animals, like, will have, like, a horn, so it basically looks like a spear. Yep. Black Bear just has a staff with a giant bear claw at the end of it. <laughs> like, just a paw, like. It's super good. It's so good. Uh, and, oh, gold, so, gold is some of those monkey. Gold. It's just, uh, Suicon from, uh, uh Journey to, to the West. Yeah. Yeah. Just straight up has. So good. Straight up has the staff and everything, like. Yeah, like, I I was surprised they did not make a, uh, the cloud joke. It is... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I would imagine that for them in, like, the drawing, like, drawing board room, they were just like, no, we can't have Nimbus, like, that's, that's, that'd be fucking, no, that's too much, like. I, I thought it was Nimbus, but then I was like, it wasn't that, like, that's the Harry Potter thing, right? But, like, that could be a reference, and then it was like, is J.K. Rowling smart enough to make it? <laughs> I know Nimbus just from, honestly, uh, Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Yeah, with, no, that's, that's what they called it. And I was like, fair. I could not remember the original name. I was like, sorry, I, I love Journey to the West, but I, that information's not in my brain at the moment. Uh, but they're like, yeah, we hunt Ceruleans, and they're hunting uh, black Ceruleans, which you've never seen before. Yeah. We've seen the blue, and we've seen the red ones. And it is... It's really... Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Because, oh, it's, so it's the thing where, like, they basically, like, uh, Boss has another, like, message, uh, pre-recorded message from Mirai, who mentions something about the four gods while the, the hunters <laughs> are trying to track down the Black Cerulean. Well, yeah, first hunters are like, don't fucking get in our way, just leave, yep. we don't want you here. To, to both of them, it's not like, it's not, we again, more weird, like, human racism, it's just like, you'll just get in the way and die. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I think that is when they go, yeah, when a Cerulean eats a friend, it, they're reverted back to what they were like before they were a friend. Yep. And so they lose all their memories, they lose all their ability to speak, their ability to... Yeah. Um... And so, like, to them, it is seen as worse as a basically a fate that is death. Yeah, because you you just like yeah, sorry. And if you get touched by Sansa again, you just get reborn as a different animal, which then explains how there are different generations. 
Yeah, and also, like, when Serval uh, saw the other Servals, she starts crying. Yeah, which is really fucked up! Uh, which, yeah, that and that explains why she started crying, because it, it's like some weird latent memory shit. Yep. And yeah, like, Mirai has basically another transmission about the Black Cerulean, and they had the same incident beforehand, and they mentions the... And ba- yeah, like, basically the Black Cerulean just killed a bunch of... Yep. Friends and yep, and then mentions and, and the then, four yeah, gods, she mentions the four gods, which is not honestly a huge deal as it as it is. But again, it was just another like, oh, what the fuck are they doing now in this show? Yeah, like I think it just sent you a message like, excuse me, four gods. Yeah. <laughs> and then it ends up essentially being um, they go to it's basically key cards almost. Yeah, they find, like, tablets that are, like, um, about, based on the four gods of, I believe, like, the carnal directions, almost. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, ba- like, they mentioned... And, like, that, also, that is when the Phoenix Fox uh, raccoon story meets up with the main story. Yes! Because, like, they're setting that up, and then, like, raccoon's like, gotcha! Yep! <laughs> Just out of nowhere. <laughs> Please don't eat me! <laughs> Just spear. <laughs> and then... Yeah, because they, they're nearby the big mountain where, like, all the Sandstar comes from, and that's... Yeah, which you're not supposed to go to. You're not supposed to go to. Um, and that's when... <laughs> that's when Raccoon realizes that the thief she's been chasing is just Caban this entire time, and what yeah. she apparently... What Caban apparently stole from Raccoon was the hat with the feather in it, because Raccoon has a second feather to go alongside that hat. And, and we see uh, Mira, like, she has, Mirai, she has the hat with both feathers. Yep, which, again, what the fuck is, like, it, it again, adds more to, who is Caban, like? Yeah, and, basically, and it, w- Boss, when she, when Boss looks at the hat or the feather, it triggers that. Yep. Because Raccoon goes like, oh yeah, boss talked to me too. Yeah, which... It's like, wait a minute, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, because lucky beasts do not talk to any of the friends. Yes. And then, so yeah, they find the four gods, which are just these tablets on the mountain that, like, put a filter over the Sandstar, like, eruption, which stops the Black Cerulean from getting bigger. Because it's basically, like, just... It's basically wrecking shit (laughs) down on the ground. Yeah, it's been siphoning off of... Uh, Sandstar energy. Yep. And then they decide to come up with a plan, because that's basically Gaban's whole skill, is that she's the best at problem-solving. She wants to use the boat they found at the harbor, which yeah. is, like, the only way off the island, and her only chance to, like, find humans. She's going to use it as a distraction to lead the Black Cerulean into the water, because Ceruleans can't handle water. Yeah. I think yeah, so like they turn into like lava almost. Oh yeah, they turn to volcanic rock, which explains all the volcanic rock in the labyrinth. Yes. To be fair, which again, uh, super fucked super up. Super fucked up, but also not as fucked up as I thought it would be because I thought that volcanic rock rock was surely gonna turn out to be humans. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's some Pompeii shit. And then yeah, uh, so end of episode eleven, um. God, holy shit. Yeah, what the fuck? So? I, 
Well, I remember, I think I went back not too long ago to look at it, uh, but the way like, I remember it is um, Serval gets eaten yep. by the Black Cerulean, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Caban finally uses uh, Serval's method of climbing trees to climb a tree and uh, drop into the Black Cerulean and fish uh, Serval out. Yep. And they both land, and Serval is far enough away, and she, like, looks up. And, like I said, the, the kind of way... It's not actually like this, but the way I remember it is... Caban just looks at the camera, gives a thumbs up, and then is stomped on immediately. Yeah, and that she basically... Credits. Yeah, the way it's framed, she's looking over her shoulder back at Serval, who, she, like, she's led the Cerulean away from and is still unconscious. But it looks like she's looking to the camera, and she her last words are just... Live well, thump. Yeah, it's like because they even mentioned beforehand, like uh, you know, originally Serval was just gonna take a barn to the edge of Savannah and like let her go, let her, like do the rest of the journey on her own, but then decided to come along and just always stuck with Caban. And the plan was almost for her to keep going with Caban out to find the humans, like on the boat. Yeah. And so it's like... You definitely get that idea yeah. that it, she is just... Well, early on, they're like, uh, in the uh, episode... And this, again, really just cements the gayness. Uh-huh. Um, they're like... Uh, Serval's like, maybe... Is this Serval Caban? They're like, maybe one day we can, you know, live together in a house. Like Beaver and Prairie Dog. Yep. It's like... Mm. <laughs> Like, the fact that they, like, make special mention of... Those two girls. Prairie dogs. Yep, those two friends. And beaver, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's where episode 11 ends. I, if I was watching this as it was airing, I might have actually screamed a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I almost did, and I knew that there was another episode. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> then the next episode... Is and ugh, fucking okay, like the coolest shit. The, like episode twelve, the first half, and like this the entire episode is great. But the first half is some of the hypest shit in anime. It's so from Komodo. <laughs> from Komodo. So all right, okay, um. <laughs> So, uh, like, it, as anime tradition dictates, there is no opening to the last episode. And it just opens with... Yeah, there, there's no opening or closing. Yeah, it, it, just... yeah it's just like Caban waking up, finding out that, you know... Uh, no, it's uh, Servo, Servo waking up and realizing the, that Caban saved her from it, it, the Cerulean. It, it, is a, it is kind of a, you know... Uh, callback to the first episode. Yeah, actually, it kind of is. And, yeah, <laughs> it ends up being the case when, like, um, Brown Bear is like, you know, we're still going to try and put the plan into effect. You know, there's no saving Kaban, and they're at the, the harbor at this point next to the boat, and then Boss talks to Serval... Yeah. And Serval doesn't have the hat or anything, or any of the feathers. Boss is just talking and men- and is breaking their rule because 
it's the case where any lucky well, beast can talk to any of the friends if a human is in danger. And yeah, yeah, the Fuck. yeah, yeah, this part because the plan then becomes boss will drive the boat out uh, while like they put a fire on it because the cerulean seems, seems to be attracted by like light and heat, and like boss will which leave. is why they're doing all of this at night because then yeah. Like, once it turns into daytime, it'll get distracted again, just wreck everything. Exactly, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, as so, like, Serval, like, listens to Boss, and Boss is saying, you know, go save, come on, and Serval's like, got it. And as she's leaving, like, Boss just quietly says, even though Serval can still here, just quietly says, you know, I had a lot of fun on our journey. Oh, like, it, like, Serval, I think, like, makes, like, okay, like, well... I'll be, like, you know, I'll see each other at the end of this, and, like, Lucky Boss is like, no, we're not. Yeah, like, it just cuts back to, because Boss just always has, like, a blank, like, robot anime face stare on it, but... It, like, no, there's no, like, mouth on it. Yeah, there's no, like, major expression on its face, but when it cuts back to Boss just staring blankly again, it, it's so much, like, more somber, <laughs> somehow. Yeah, it's it just, like, it is, the, the way they use lighting, the way they just... Use music and mood. Well, the fact there's like, and, like the there's music. no music. It's just cut back to. It almost feels like a misplaced frame. <laughs> yeah, it's just and it it oh, it's gutting. And because like boss does have emotion to their robot voice, just going like, yeah, I had a lot of fun on our journey. And several just being several going, yeah, no, it's cool. We'll, yeah, like you said, we'll, we'll see each other. It's, we'll keep having adventures. Like, mm, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh fuck. And then, um, and then, then it gets hype as shit. The dopest shit ever. I lost it so hard. So okay, it is again like a trope at this point to use the opening theme to anything in like the last battle or last episode of a show. Mm-hmm. In this but, one, it, I I didn't expect it from this. No, so uh, for those who don't know, the opening theme, like well, almost the way it, the song opens, is like it's almost it feels like a park opening, like it's a little trumpet yeah. fanfare and everything, and it's come on, tr- and then it like and then it's got like a drum fill, yeah, and. <laughs> Which is a really good drum fill. Oh, it's a really good drum fill. <laughs> and so it's <laughs> <laughs> and Serval like trying to desperately take on uh, the Cerulean along with Brown Bear. They're having no luck, and then the trumpets start playing, and you see the professor and her assistant have come to help, but they're not alone. And the camera pans out, and it's because it's nighttime. You see all these eyes light up in the bushes and trees. As the theme song starts playing, the actual, like, title card for Komodo Friends is in the background. And all of the friends they made along the way have come to help them. It's so good. The little details, well, because, like, we didn't mention it before, but uh, Grey Wolf has, like, heterochromia. She's got one yellow and one blue eye. And in the background, you see a blue and yellow eye glowing in the bushes as well. And then... Yeah, and and they're like, well, like it is time for us to, you know, go feral, basically. Yeah, and all of the friends help in the way, like, 
in the ways they've done before with all their skills to take on this Cerulean, like Prairie Dog. Yeah, like the, the, the skills that they've learned from Caban and just like the, the skills that they have inherently. Yeah, like Caban, like, uh, like Prairie Dog digs a hole to like trap the Cerulean's feet. Um, Tsuchinoko's telling like, you know, Silver and Red Fox to get uh, more water to dump on the Cerulean to like lock it in place and such. Uh, we then see <laughs> fucking god uh, the two bird friends like Ibis and such carry in like airdrop lion and moose in the most badass f- fashion <laughs> and uh, especially the line uh, it's a line you know, she has a deep voice and then when she's being all imposing and stuff and then basically immediately switches to like a more light and airy voice that is kind of the common for uh, this show yep and, and yeah. she dips into the deep voice again, and she goes, you better not lay a hand on my girl. Yep. Uh, <laughs> I... So. They, they've actually had, like, minor, like, fight scenes in the show, especially between, like, you know, Lion and Moose, because those are the two most action-oriented friends. But this scene and those previous scenes, honestly, straight up. A million times better direction than the new Berserk anime season, which was also done in 3D. It's garbage. Yep. When people go like, oh, the new Berserk sucks because of 3D. No, it's not because of 3D, because you can do good action in 3D. Let me show you Kimono Friends. Yeah, it's just, you know, like, it is... (laughs) As weird as this sounds, like, a lot of people are really down on 3D anime. Yeah, which... Uh, Yeah. I think there have only really been bad examples of that. Yep. Until now. Yeah, like... <laughs> like... A Komodo friend uses 3D and, you know, like, 2D backgrounds, like, in a way where it is effective. I think it's the case when you get a studio... It may be a tiny, no-name studio of 10 people, but they are familiar with the tech, and they understand, like, the strengths yeah. of it. And then, yeah. Like, I feel like the Berserk people, like, came from traditional 2D anime. Definitely, uh, especially the director, who came from, of all things, like... Oh, yeah, gag anime, right? slapstick gag anime, which actually explains a lot of the way, like, scenes are cut and directed, and it's kind of weird. Yeah, I I just know the scene of uh, the main dude from Berserk, like, walking away, and it's like... (laughs) Burp, burp, it is, burp. It's not like click drag, which, you know, this show does almost with some of its character models. It's more like click and then bounce along the screen like you're trying to make a doll walk as a kid. Yeah. Which is, like, way worse. And, and like, listen, like, part of Komodo, like, I, I don't think neither of us will say that Komodo Friends is well animated. No, no. It is... Again, like, the, the phrase I always say about it is it's a bunch of people got together and like, let's put on a show. Yep. It is charming <laughs> as all hell. Um, and, like, so the fact that, like, at the end, like, they're making you care for these characters and actually have a cool fight scene is really impressive. And that there's payoff and resolution with this whole scene, because it's just... It's not like, oh, you know, we made, we ran along into all these friends along the way, whatever. No, it's like, oh, we built meaningful relationships with these characters, and this is paying off. 
you know, th- we have, it is, you know, basically like a travel show, and, like, they change people's lives wherever they went. Yeah, for the better. Like- and so, and so, like, it makes sense of, like, oh, yeah, like, if someone were to say, like, hey, like, you know, Caban's in trouble, these people would show up. Yes. With, without and, a doubt. Uh, yeah, like, there are, we meet other friends during the show that do not show up in the final one. And, like, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, because they didn't really, like, we didn't even know those people. Yeah, like, you know, Capybara, I don't think, shows up because they met Capybara at the hot springs and, like, just chatted and that was it. Like, there was nothing big to that. Mm-hmm. Capybara was cute, though. Capybara was very cute. But also, yeah, like, in most other things, you'll go, like, oh, come on, like, you know, that, that person wouldn't show up for this. In this, I was like, no, this makes complete sense. I am so happy they did this. <laughs> Yeah. And then... It's, uh, and then... Yeah, so they managed to... I think they managed to pull out the... Something from the Cerulean first. Yeah, I think, um... Before it gets on the boat. Yeah, they do actually, like, several, like, one of its limbs enough for them to pull out what is left of Caban. <laughs> which is a hell yeah, of a thing to say, right but... <laughs> It's basically like a like plasma almost, and they're like, yeah, no. Once a friend is, you know, devoured by Cerulean, or like, you know, like once and like, yeah, and she was human, so we don't even know what the fuck that means. Yeah, because Caban pulled Servo out just in time, but they've obviously been way too late to like fully save Caban, and it's actually really sad. Servo is like genuinely in distress about what's gonna happen because no matter what. Caban just might not remember who Serval is. Yeah, she has made this like super deep connection with this person. Yep. And and the idea that that one that person may be gone or maybe even worse that that person may come back but have no memory of that. Yeah. And and then you know Caban reforms, but because Caban. So we find out where Caban comes from soon, but, like, because Caban's a human, like, oh, they just, she's back. And, you know, Serval's asked... Yeah, because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Serval's asked, yeah. saying, you say something, please just say anything. And Caban says, please don't eat me. <laughs> like, in a knowing way, she says it, and Serval, like, when she first heard that, was like, I, you know, I won't eat you. And in this point, she's saying it with tears. Like... <laughs> Oh, it's so... God, it, it's, it, it's impactful. It's... I... Well, it, I... It, I've... This show, over the course of these 12 episodes, like, makes you, like, go from, like, oh, yeah, these characters are kind of funny, to, like, I really care about these characters. Yeah, I... No joke, I cried at that, because... Yeah. Because holy shit. It's a really... Yeah, it's a really emotional moment. Oh, God. Uh, and then we, yeah, we find out that Caban is a human friend. Yeah, so... Because, <laughs> oh, there is a whole thing when... Oh, well, is that before or after what happens to the Cerulean that we find that out? 
Um, we can say what happens to Cerulean first, I think. Yeah, because oh, Cerulean gets uh, lured by the boat, which is on fire, and... Because this is another fucking emotional yeah, gut punch. Yeah, it's like, oh man, oh, I'm so glad it's happened. Oh no, because it gets to... Oh yeah, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, because the Cerulean steps on the boat, and everyone's like, you know, happy, like, oh yeah, and then they go, wait, where's Boss? And Boss is on the boat as it's sinking with Cerulean... And just, it's basically malfunctioning while trying to say Caban and Serval. Like, it just says, Ka. It just goes, Ka. Sir. Sir. And then it explodes. Yeah, the boat explodes and sinks, and then the morning after, they're trying to find the remains and everything, and then, <laughs> God, oh, this was like, this this episode toyed with my emotions, Ashley. <laughs> Yeah, because they don't find boss like the boss's body, but they do find the little like um. Well, first they find another boss. Yeah, and like that's a bit like of like oh, there's this other boss, but you know, because you know, like they made a bunch of these robots because these are supposed to be the guys of the park. Yep, but but then they find the like little belt um lens on because boss is basically like a little cat plush with like no hands just like feet and a little like belt around it where its mouth would be and mm-hmm. yeah they find with like a little like a uh, camera on the front of that camera lens yeah like a camera lens with a like a belt strap around it and they find that and, like that's all that's left of boss but that's actually, like, where Boss's AI is stored and it is still able to talk with them. Yeah, it just can't... It just doesn't have a body anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so let's get into what Caban is. Yep, because... We see... Afterwards... A uh, little time has passed that all celebrating at an amusement park inside the park... And because sure, yeah, yeah, all right, fuck it. Um, and it's really cute. All the friends are there. Everyone's celebrating, and I uh, like that they they got all these like good jokes about characters that you wouldn't that didn't interact before interacting. Yeah, like Sushinoko with like Lion and stuff, and like it, it's really good. The joke of Sushinoko, where because she's a cryptid. Yep. She's just always trying to hide. No matter what, even in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, Kaban's like, you know, you can just, like, come out and have fun. You don't have to hide. And she's like, it soothes me. <laughs> it's like, aww, aww. <laughs> yeah, Suchinoka randomly screaming is so good. It's so funny. <laughs> she just puts everything into her performance. Yep. And... So Kavan and Serval uh, have a little Ferris. We we uh, we were right together. Very gay. Mm-hmm. And they, one of the yeah. one of the cars of the Ferris wheel next to them does fall they, out apart. Though they do go like, oh man, like, uh, you know, are you sure the safe? Oh, I'm sure. You know, pr- the professors helped me fix it up. It should be safe. Kachunk. <laughs> <laughs> and then you hear, like, no, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you hear from the bottom. One of the a friend go. Something came from the sky. <laughs> And then I think that was Raccoon saying that because like the hat came from the sky. Oh yeah, that's right. Because uh, Boss has one last little 
pre-recorded message from Mariah, which is Mariah having been on this Ferris wheel at some point and lamenting the fact that, oh, you know, they stopped the Black Cerulean as well, but they can't reopen this park again, which again is like, what what the fuck? (laughs) Come on, show, you can't just keep dropping shit in the last episode like this. Yeah. (laughs) And then, yeah, going like, oh, you know, I guess we'll just have to leave the park, you know. The friends will be okay, they'll take care of each other, but, you know, it's a shame. And then her hat, like, blows off into the wind, and that's where we see it landed in Savannah, uh, nearby Raccoon, when she was around. And there was a bit of Mariah's hair on the hat. And when the Sandstar Mountain erupted, bit of Sandstar got on that hair and hat, which turned into Caban. Yeah, and so that's why Raccoon thinks that she stole the... Uh, stole the, you know, hat because it's, it was, she was born in it. <laughs> yeah. And Raccoon was trying to get the hat as Caban was born. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, it's one of those things where, oh, you, they kind of make it weird that Caban's gloves look almost blended mm-hmm. into her throughout the show. And you think, oh, it's just part of the budget. And then when she reforms, the gloves are still, like, she gets, like, shorter gloves and they're almost more embedded into her skin it's like oh god she actually is just a human friend like it just thought like (laughs) yeah there's actually a Doctor Who episode which links well with this oh my god where basically there's this creepy ass kid in a gas mask going around and whenever it touches oh yeah yeah, I know that one yeah and whenever it touches someone it turns them into like turns their face into a gas mask and such and it turns out like this kid uh was hit during the london blitz um and at the same time like while the bombs were falling uh a capsule from the future dropped and it was like a medical capsule like uh healing and repairing nanobots and it read this kid's body and thought the the gas mask was part of its face so it, it just thinks that, oh, whenever uh, humans don't have a gas mask on their face, that they're, they're just sick. They need to have a gas mask on their face. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, come on, it's just a human friend. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Oh, uh, and then we get genuinely one of the most satisfying ends to a show I've seen in a while. Oh, it's so... It's really good. Because, um... Pawn's like, okay, I'm gonna go... Try to find some humans. Um, uh, and they... They've turned the bus into a boat. Um... And... Like, Serval's, like, staying on, like... I, I think I said to you, like, this is just the end of the Lord of the Rings. It really is! Because they turn, like, the front compartment of the bus, um... Which doesn't have, like, the carrier compartment at the back into like a little motorboat and yeah like Caban and Boss on her which she now wears the wristwatch which is dope um just head off into the sunset and uh Uh, it it says like you know ends yep like on the screen in the corner and then uh Caban shows up in the uh back half of the boat uh the bus yep which is now another boat with a bunch of supplies on it. Yep. Uh, and that covers it, and so it says, to be continued. It, there's, 
such a good moment because when Caban takes off, all the friends have gathered at the dock and waving goodbye, and it's like side-on profile shot. And one by one, the friends start leaving until Gabar's left behind, until like Serval's left behind, and it's a little sad. And then she walks off screen, and the witches hear the of the pedals as she pedals the other compartment out from behind the dock that we didn't see. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny and really cute and like, yeah, it's the case where like boss mentions, oh yeah, there's a another island. Uh, I don't have any data on it, but I guess we'll meet other friends then. Caban's super excited, and then after the credits, yeah, like <laughs> their, their compartment breaks down from the engine, and then Serval's back half bumps into Caban, and they get to yeah. reunite, and then you hear a splash, and it's now confirmed that they ha- uh, you don't see it on screen, but it's been confirmed with the previous and next um, series that they meet a dolphin friend. Mm-hmm. Who's from the other island? And by the way, the other island has a fucking bridge. <laughs> and like, God, this show, Ashley. Yeah, I'm. I'm really excited for the next season. Yeah, because we mentioned before the manga, well, I, and when I started delving into what the manga's about, you nearly lost your mind. <laughs> yeah. So, well, one because it stars me. It it just stars you, which is kind of fucked up. Um, so, the game was, like, the main character in the game ostensibly was Mirai and Serval, and then in between <laughs> the game and the manga, they had an, a first evacuation of the island. <laughs> yeah. And then they came back, then th- the manga takes place after that, and... It's some, like, real Jurassic Park, Jurassic World shit. Yeah, because they come back, reestablish the park, and there's just a city, parts of the park, because it's about a human girl who joins the park stuff as, like, a friend caretaker, and she, like, lives in the city part, where there's, like, convenience stores and roads and, like, apartment blocks. It's... Yeah! Mm. Yeah, and then, yeah, that that manga is just about, like, her making friends with a different Serval and a different uh, Ezra Red Fox, and just, like, it's mostly episodic, but it's basically, like, very gay uh, about her and Ezra Red Fox, like, developing their relationship. And then in- uh, At one point, oh, uh, yeah. they meet um, Margay. Yeah, because it's, like, the Christmas chapter, and- as a red fox saw an ad for like, oh, if you're, um, if you bring your lover to like this cafe, uh, you, you two will get like a free cake. And Ezra just wants a fucking free cake, so she drags this girl along to the to the cafe. And the the first of all, the cafe is run by friends, which is weird. Um, then <laughs> the friend behind the counter is like, oh, another girl, another uh, girl, girl couple. Hold on, we've got a judge for this. In comes Margay. <laughs> <laughs> She's there to prove how gay you are. She's like, okay, well, let's see this shit. Yeah. Just how gay are you two? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, yeah, like... Uh, and then between the manga and the anime, a second <laughs> fucking evacuation happened. Yeah, it's... And that's... I'm guessing we're going to learn about that, right? Who knows? 
God, yeah, because both times Mariah came back to check at the park, and we don't know, like, what the fuck happened in both, like, evacuations, really, and both, like, reconnaissance missions back to the park. Yeah. Yeah, also, Mariah's also in the manga as well, just FYI, and that's also weird as well, just, oh, and, yeah, I'm really curious where the fuck the series is going to go from here. I think we're going to meet new friends. We damn well better. <laughs> damn well better. Um, I think it'll still be pretty gay. Oh, if if they start introducing male friends, which they cannot because that's not part of the canon, like... Yeah, it is explicitly canon that there are no male friends. Should we... I think this is a good time to bring up uh, the Sergeant Frog characters in the game. Yeah. Because... <laughs> okay. Oh. So... For those who don't know about Sergeant Frog, it's about a like um, alien like military team who basically look like cute cartoon frogs who come to Earth it's and want to take over. One of my favorite mangas. It's really adorable and it's got a real charm to it. Because basically, they yeah, they all are you know uh, like supposedly like you know like military soldiers and like super you know trained, but then they are just kind of all lazy. Yeah, because, you know, it takes a lot to take over Earth. Yeah, uh, Kiro become like, just becomes like a huge slob. And yeah. Because <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> yeah, because fuck it. And in the game, the Frog Squad arrives on Japari Park. God. And they all get separated. At first. Oh, I can't believe this. (laughs) Then they start slowly transforming into friends, which means they start slowly transforming into girls. Ashley and I joked beforehand with the fact that male animals are specifically mentioned in the show, but there are no male friends, and it's just canon in the show, like, implied that all friends are just female by default, which, again, very Jurassic Park. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and we joked before, and like, oh, yeah, it's just, it's forced friendification. And then we discovered this. Because, yeah. It, it's, like, then it's, it's just forced friendification. It's just, because it's just like, you know, carriage going like, oh, you know, I'm turning into a girl, but, you know, I like how cute I am, and my voice is getting higher, and... <laughs> like, it, it hits all of the beats. Hold on, I'm gonna, I need to bring that up, give me... <laughs> Because this is so fucking, like, what? <laughs> oh, God. I actually don't know how to find that thing again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it is. We kind of dreamt it. This, this happened. <laughs> like, well, I, I think it was on the Sergeant Frog wiki of about Komodo Friends. Oh, it might have been, yeah, okay. Yep, okay, yep, yep, yep. Because... <laughs> God, so... Yeah, they... They just start turning to girls, and it turns out that any sort of vaguely animal life form on the park 
gets turned into an anime girl. Yeah, and then one by one, like, the sergeant comes across the rest of his team members, who again, have all just turned into girls, and... <laughs> Let me just read out some of the parts of their profiles now. Oh, God. Yeah, like... <laughs> Kerororo just boasted to the player avatar about being a model woman and soldier able to cook, do the laundry, clean, and, inv- and invade. <laughs> and... <sighs> I really like a Gerororo's. Oh, yeah, because... Uh, where is it? Yeah, because in... Sergeant Frog, uh, you know, they have a crush on this girl Natsumi, and in this it says, you know, her crush for Natsumi is still strong, with her being excited by training along uh, with her. Um, <laughs> in addition to that, she gets embarrassed when thanking the player for the help and angrily denies liking them. They're just... <laughs> fucking... God. It's, yeah, it's... And then, like, at the end of that whole, like like, subplot of that game... They're like, well, we found out how to, you know, fix it. We just leave the island. We'll eventually turn back to normal. Yep. Hey, what if we just stay here? What if we just... (laughs) Yeah. God. That could could be a fun thing to do. Yeah, what if we just stay in this island and, like, you know, remained as girls? What if we just did that? Stay as cute girls. Yeah, what if we just did that? (laughs) Yeah. What if we were just, like, cute? Like... Forever. <laughs> like, that would be... Like, like you know, it's, not like to be girls forever, you know, but that's just a side effect of being cute. Yeah, no, it's fine. And, like, helping our... Like, they're like, yeah, we're gonna help our friends here. Mm-hmm. God, what was it? Um... <laughs> and Kuburu's, like, profile as well is, like... Uh, they considered the events happening around them fun. According to her profile, she notices that there had also been personality changes alongside the physical ones, but isn't bothered by that, and claims her actual nature isn't changed by minor details like those. <laughs> like, it... It's one of those things that just hits all of the... like, beats. Like, we, we talk about it in, like, Total Reprise a bunch. Yeah. Of like, oh, they like this is just obviously written by someone who has read a bunch of those. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is someone. Like, it is that fucking meme of just like, oh, hold on, let me grab my phone for my purse. Purse falls open. All of these forced femme fanfics like fall out. Cause yeah, it just hits all the beats. Oh, you know, this super gruff military platoon lands on an island, gets separated. Oh no, we're all turning to girls. Oh, there's personality changes. Oh, we like being cute and having fun now. Oh, if we leave the island, we'll be okay. We'll turn back to guys. But we won't. <laughs> we like well, it here now. We're stay here. For, for our friends. For our friends, yeah. For our friends who are other animal girls. And also, uh, Gerotoro was like, oh man, it'd be kind of cool if, you know, Asumi came here, mm-hmm. and she could turn into an animal girl. Yeah, because she could get animal ears, which is very cute. God. <laughs> and the fact that, even in the game, all of their pronouns change as well. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, nope, that's it. It's really good. Also, yeah, all of the designs are really, really good. good. Like, <laughs> this is just canon to me. This is where Sergeant Frog canonically ends. Yeah, same now. This is... <laughs> This is where it ends. Uh-huh. Sergeant Frog was accidentally the trans representation we've been wanting all this time. Beautiful. <laughs> God, I fucking... Oh, bless this show, and I, I can't wait for the soundtrack to officially be out. Yeah, I think that's really what... We should probably start wrapping this up, yeah. but that's where I think we are at, is just bless this show. Yep, also... Talked about it with you. I'll just mention it briefly here. Uh, this show may have um, brought out some things in me. <laughs> Leave it at that. Leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> you got one, Ashley. You got one. Yeah, it had. I had to at some point. Yep, doesn't help that, you know, a certain someone, I won't mention who, was just talking to me about hypothetical personas. <laughs> I was like, to that person, hey, that's not fair. And then, whoops. The whoops. You got one. God. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's write this up. Where can people find you? Uh, people can find me on Twitter, at GatsbyLow. Uh, you can also find me on other Audio Entropy Network shows, such as uh, the Digital Moncast, where we're re-watching and talking about Digimon for God knows why. Uh, you can also find me on Let Me Tell You About Homestuck, a C-edition uh, with your friend and mine, Molly. And you can also find me mm-hmm. on Transmission Radio with both you and Molly as well. Yeah. All of those great podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you, Ashley, yeah. where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at yourlibrary with an underscore on Twitter and a dash on Tumblr. And you can find me on other such great podcasts like the one Jules, uh, Julie mentioned. And then also, uh, you know, Homestuck Alpha and uh, Cosmic Call. Great podcasts like, like that. And make sure to check out Pizza Party. Yeah. And don't forget your Patreon, Ashley. Uh, yeah, and my Patreon, patreon.com slash Ashley Lee Minor. Yeah, where people can give you your... your- where people can give you their fucking money, because I need to be able to cover Molly on this one. Yes, thank you, I appreciate it. Someone has to, listen. <laughs> yes. Yes, people give your money to Ashley. She puts in so much effort into all of this. I, I still find it really weird that, like, I am seen as the worker of audio entropy. I mean, yeah. Because, like... You're definitely one of them. I don't know, like... I never saw myself as particularly motivated. You, the output begs to differ. I, I guess that's fair. <laughs> God, just take money, um, Ashley. But yeah, we... <laughs> fine, fuck it. Um, yeah, but we're probably not gonna... This probably won't be the last uh, time we two get together to talk about anime. We have a few... Yeah. Uh, ones in the pipeline. Definitely at least two more, because... Yes. Yeah, we we got to talk about those two other shows, which are very gay in different ways. Yeah, we we all shows that we're gonna talk about are very gay. Yeah, I feel like that's gonna be a running theme, huh? I, I don't think we're gonna talk about Love Live though. No, I've seen I've I've seen the first season. 
Yeah, even though I think both of us like loved it. Yeah, I don't think there's much to talk about there. It, and what has been, it's kind of been talked to death about it. Like, yes, more so than the other two shows we would like to actually talk about. Yeah, which is surprising to me, especially one of them. Yeah, yeah. The fact that like we feel like we still have more stuff to say about it. Yep. And I like honestly do. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we we have almost gone two hours about fucking kimono friends. God, this no, I genuinely mean it when I say this. Seriously, folks, check out this show. It's if it doesn't get you by the fourth or fifth episode, it's you should honestly drop it. I am usually not the sort of person who says, "Oh, just stick through it for half the show. You'll like it." But no, this this will actually grab you in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, it it is interesting and cute and funny and heartwarming and heartbreaking at points. Uh, and I highly recommend it. I do love that the director of the it show is was very shocked at how popular it was. Um, I can see why he was shocked, but I'm, I'm glad he was that it was popular. Yeah, because, yeah, this show should be popular, and I'm actually really glad it's genuinely popular. Yeah. I saw a cosplay today of someone with a cutout of Great Coon. <laughs> Uh, when they dressed up as uh, the penguin. I think it's everyone's first exposure to Kimono Friends, so I don't think we needed to mention that, but yeah, just the penguin in love with an anime penguin girl. Yeah, I, I think that that got, like, went viral. It really has, yeah. <laughs> alright, alright, let's, let's wrap this up. Let's end this. <laughs> alright. Bye, everyone. See you later. Make some friends. Make some friends.